Hello then and welcome to uh, After the Flag from the final round of the World Championship here in Portugal. I'm Steve Day, joined by Simon Crafar, and uh, we'll be getting to hear from the top three, of course, a little bit later on in a race where Miguel Oliveira has taken his second victory of 2020 in stunning, stunning style. Second was Jack Miller getting a bit of revenge over Franco Morbidelli. Uh, Simon, first of all, we have to talk about the, the race winner here today, Miguel Oliveira, pole to the win. No one even showed him a front wheel. No one could get close to him. Yeah, um, even in Park Ferme, the other riders said, I mean, for example, Franco saying untouchable and uh, Jack Miller saying in the early laps, his pace was unbelievable, you know. They were, they were doing... Stunning time. So, and he, you know, you saw the, the, the lap chart, what he'd done. It was amazing. Like within a few tenths the whole way, not a mistake in there. Yeah, a we're, stunning ride. We're just watching here the uh, world champion photos. Um, an amazing day across the board, of course. We already knew coming into the weekend, Juan Mir was champion. Uh, here he comes. It's not been a particularly pretty day for him in terms of the race, but Albert Arenas and Anaya Shinini, what drama we had in both of the smaller <laughs> classes today, Simon. Yeah. Uh, Albert, this is the one I couldn't believe, the risk he took on that last lap. And, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know what was going through his mind when he re-watches that. It was, uh, I was so scared for him that he was going to blow it, you know, uh, almost coming together with other bikes, off the track, losing the rear, all, all on the last lap, yeah. But um, he's been something special all year, hasn't he? From the first race at Qatar, really, yeah. really good. The way he can, uh, you brought it up a few times, the way he ent enters turns and keep it, keeps it on line and the way he fights, always manages to stay in that front group. He didn't as well today, but I think it was that rear tyre, you know, that he went for the softer one. Yes. Or everyone he was fighting, except Brad Binder, was on the harder one, and I think that one, that was the choice. We'll keep our eye on that uh, team photo as they make their way on there. Renea Bastianini as well winning the Moto2 World Championship. But I have to say that I thought that coming into today, Anaya would perhaps do it in the most comfortable fashion. But there were a few moments in that race. It must have been a bit nervy for the Ital Trans team. He wasn't um, as strong as he's shown at previous races. And I think, I think that's what you meant, yeah. right? Yeah, because he, he was... Um, I mean, he's something special, I think, you know. I think he's going to be something special in MotoGP with a bit of time as well. Um, the way he saves stuff, the skill he shows... Um, yeah, he's uh, super. He doesn't show any um, what's the word? Nerves, fear. He's happy to be there. He's never scared to have a fight in a race, is he? And uh, the saves he does are un amazing. Uh, yeah, he, and he falls off so seldom throughout the season. I think all those things add up to somebody really special uh, coming to MotoGP. The amazing thing about these pictures here as well is they all know each other so well because three years ago, they were all racing each other in Moto3. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and that's the new generation coming through, which I get so excited about. Um, you know, we're getting a big injection of these new guys next year in MotoGP. And uh, as sad as it is to see the, the, you know, the older, more experienced riders go, um, I feel twice the emotion about the new boys coming in. That Suzuki looks mighty fine, doesn't it, with a number one planted on the front of it. Still no confirmation as to whether he'll sport the number one. 
on his bike going into uh, next season. Where do you sit on that front, Simon? Uh, I think it's a personal thing, you know. Uh, some riders are superstitious, you know, they don't want to... Um, For they, branding as well, it, it helps sometimes I mean, staying with the same number, doesn't it? Well, I like riders having the same number. In my day, we'd change them. And I, I, every season you start, you have to... You take a while to recognise anyone, especially for the public. And um, I like riders having their own number. The number one is something special, though. So I can totally understand if Suzuki would like to run it, if Joanna's brave enough and, and not too superstitious to run it. And, yeah, it'd be really nice to see. OK, so let's just get into some more analysis as we look at the photos here of the top three of the top three from today's race because we're going to be hearing from them uh, soon and uh, otherwise it's going to be all a bit messy. So uh, Miguel Oliveira, race win. We didn't know what was going to happen tyre-wise in the race, but quite clearly Miguel didn't have any troubles at all with the hard front, hard rear. There wasn't really a drop-off at all. I mean, OK, his lap time slowed a bit, Simon, but nothing in comparison to what we were expecting. I mean, part of that drop would be just... He had such a big gap, yeah. no pressure. He was making sure it got, making sure he got it home. It was yeah, an awesome ride. I mean, again, um, Miguel, stunning to do those lap times so consistent and uh, the pace he did right from the start. Um, I also think big thumbs up to KTM because Franco Guidotti, Francesco Guidotti on the um, grid said that they were a little bit worried about tyre life. They seemed to think the KTM's kept them, kept them going better. And that's amazing. I mean, KTM, again, for a, a year ago, they were the opposite, you know. They'd wear out their rears faster. So amazing, yeah, uh, truly. And, I, you know, there's nothing like a rider winning his home race. You know, that doesn't matter where you go. I'm all for the, the local boy to win, and he, he dominated. In a moment, you're going to see the riders, no doubt, standing on the pegs, the world champions from all three classes there, Albert Arenas, Enea Bastianini and Juan Mir here today in Portugal. Second place in the end, albeit a long way back from Miguel Oliveira, was Jack Miller. A little bit of personal revenge there uh, on Franco Morbidelli after their intense battle in Valencia last time out. Uh, Jack did just about all he could and he's ended the season in good form, uh, which will give him a bit of a boost heading to the factory Ducati team next year. And also we should point out that has given Ducati the constructors title as well. Didn't realise that about the construction uh construct the title um i agree with you in that jack's form this year has been really good um maybe early on i wasn't sure what was going to happen but the later on in the season he's always been these he's, he's fast all the time and uh he's made very few mistakes you know he's had a bit of bad luck with the uh, engine braking and uh air tear off in the airbox and stuff like that but i think um he's a worthy uh, factory Ducati rider, you know, worthy of that spot. And, uh, yeah, exciting. Interestingly, Jack Miller finished the season seventh in the championship, Simon, but only seven points down on third overall. Yeah, and with that, but, I mean, you could say with that bit of bad luck, the thing is everyone had some during the season. So, yeah, yeah, impressive. I mean, it's crazy competitive, isn't it? And that's why it's so amazing that Miguel managed to do what he did today because normally that's not possible. So, yeah, it's the third second-place finish of the season then for Jack Miller. He'll try and go one better in factory colours next year. Uh, third today was the man that was on the top step last week, Franco Morbidelli, and that has secured him second overall in the World Championship. Just generally speaking, an outstanding job this year from Franco Morbidelli. Yep, he's another rider I love. Like, he's, like I've said before, solid. You know, he's calm, makes very few mistakes, is fast, um, 
clever, you know, intelligent. It's, there's a few of them, isn't there? And uh, he is, I mean, everyone knows, but he's a serious threat. Um, let's hope. Um, I think his worry next year is that if Yamaha do make a big step with their uh, 21 bike, you know, if they make a good progression, that um, the gap could, gap could get bigger. The, 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 the only saving grace for him is engines are frozen, so they can really only improve chassis stuff, can't they? So, um, Well, as we see the, the, the top three in the world in each class uh, holding hands on the grid, it's time now to cross over to one of the men who finished on the podium today. It's back-to-back -back podiums and a strong finish to the 2020 season for Jack Miller and I believe Matt's standing by with the Aussie right now. Yeah, I am. Thanks very much, Steve. Yeah, a very strong finish to 2020 for Jack Miller. A great day for him personally. Second after another really good late battle with Frank and Morbidelli. And crucially, he's helped Ducati take their first Constructor Championship, Jack, since 2007. So Ducati are going to be pretty happy with you tonight. I'm sure you're pretty happy with yourself. But before we start, you must be sick of the sights of Frank and Morbidelli's backside after these last two weekends. Yeah, just doing the math, and I think it was about, what, 60 laps these last two races. But... Uh... Managed to uh, eventually come over the line, not in behind it, but in front of it this weekend. But uh, it was a shame that Oliveira was just, uh, you know, about another 10 seconds up the road on us. He just had a, an incredible pace today. Miguel rode an amazing race. I was waiting for him to sort of come back towards us uh, in the second part of the race. Like, Frankie and I weren't going slow. We were pushing. Low 40s, the whole race. Some 39s thrown in there. And he was still gapping us. So uh, I take my hat off to him. He rode in a mega race and... Uh, also to Frankie for pushing that, that pace all the time. He, we both didn't put a foot wrong the whole race and there have been some furious, uh, fast-paced races these last couple and uh, uh, to be back up here on the podium is a great way to finish off the, uh, my chapter here in, uh, in Primark Racing. You know, over the past three years, I've, I've grown a lot as a rider and, uh, and also as a human, uh, as a man, so... Uh, I appreciate everything they've done for me uh, so, so much. Paolo Campanotti, Francesco Gudotti, the life lessons they've taught me, both on and off track, have been, have been, you know, irreplaceable and uh, stuff that I'll carry through for the rest of my life. So, uh, again, I can't thank those guys enough from the bottom of my heart. Awesome words, Jack. I mean, you, you can get the lessons. You've still got to take them on board, which you clearly have. So credit to you for, for that. Just talk us through that last lap again, because it looked like Franco might just hold you off. And then you made that move at turn 13. It really was the last opportunity you had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to um, trying to get a move done on him earlier in the race. I felt like I had maybe a little bit more pace towards the end of the race. I'd saved the rear tyre quite well, especially on the left-hand side. But, um, but, yeah, it was just... Especially here, you sort of roll into a lot of corners. You don't, you break on the angle. So you find like the closing speed between you and another bike is a lot more sometimes and it catches you, sort of catches you off guard. And every time I felt I'd get close enough, I'd nearly almost like nick the back of him and have to run wide and you miss the apex then a little bit. So uh, I just kept yo-yoing off him and I'm like, ah. I looked and it had like four laps left. I like, I'll just save it for the last lap and see what I can do. Um, it was We had a tailwind again today, so I didn't get that massive advantage like we would like on the front straight, but uh, nevertheless, we were able to, to get it done. And uh, then in turn 14, I had to use every single ounce of uh, turning power that Ducati had to try and keep it online and not open the door one little bit because uh, if I did, I oh, know him and that Yamaha, they would have been up the inside. 
quick smart, but uh, we were able to do so today and uh, nah, uh, really happy to finish the season off like this and and go into next year in the red colours uh, on a high note like this. It's it, incredible. It's been a crazy, crazy season, Jack. Ups and downs for almost every single rider. You, you've had some real bad luck this year, which has cost you some crucial world championship points. But how will you look back on and reflect on 2020? Because there are so many positives for you to take. There have been so many positives, but uh, like many of us, I think we're going to look back and think what could have been, you know? Yeah. It's the season of what could have been. Um, never seen a season you know like you say I've had my share of bad luck I've made my mistakes and whatnot but uh so is everybody and uh, uh just to finish I don't even know where I finished off in the championship I think seven eight yeah. seven seven is it yeah so not too bad um considering four DNFs and uh we'll try our best for uh for next year to to try and straighten up that seven, hopefully. <laughs> Jack, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Always awesome to watch you ride. It has been a, a fantastic 2020 season. We wish you all the luck in the official factory Ducati team next year, mate, in 2021. Have a great winter back at home in Australia. Thank you very much. Yeah, back to summer for me, mate. So. <laughs> He's going to get some sunshine by the sounds nah, of it, Stephen. Awesome. And Thanks, well guys. earned indeed. Back to you guys. Yeah, thanks, uh, Matt. Thanks to Jack, as ever. We love Jack. Great to see him end the season on a high. He's absolutely right when he says about maturing as well. We've seen that develop um, over the last couple of years. Yep, we really have. Um, he's a little bit of a wild boy when he was young, wasn't he, Jack? He's still got a bit of that <laughs> yeah, in him. Yeah, <laughs> but he, now he's got it balanced right, isn't it? Life's yeah. about a balance. He's got it, really figured it out. And, uh, yeah. Um, you just said you love him. Uh, we're talking about loving riders. Though. Um, does anyone not love Jack? Like, just how hard he tries, how fast he is, and how he is in front of the camera. He's just, yeah, brilliant. I'm not sure Jorge Lorenzo does, but then I'm not sure Jorge Lorenzo likes <laughs> anyone at the moment, <laughs> given what's going on on social media. A fantastic effort from Jack. Just a quick word on his teammate, Pekka Banyaya. He took a big whack from Juan yeah. Mir. He looked in some considerable pain. Yeah, when I went to chat to the team, um, they said the impact. Um, he's had a lot of shoulder trouble before hasn't he or his fair share I suppose it's weaker or whatever ligaments and um, he said he felt it dislocate an instant pain mm. and uh, then go back in but he was straight in the box going well so he's not doing any uh, PR uh, sorry media duties tonight he's off to get it checked out oh well we wish Pekka Banyaya all the best let's talk about yeah he's had a sorry tough end to the season and uh, but he's another amazing rider he's shown of glimpses that I think we're going to see more of that next year okay well let's hope so for his sake uh, best wishes to the Italians staying with Italians staying with riders in the VI46 Academy it's another podium for Franco Morbidelli he, he has secured the runners-up spot in the MotoGP World Championship congratulations to him he's with uh, Matt now over to you yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, I'm with a very happy Franco Morbidelli. Such a strong finish to 2020 for you, Franco. Today with another podium, third after another very good fight with Jack Miller. You've taken second place in the World Championship, which was obviously your key target coming in to this weekend. You're the top Yamaha rider in 2020. So all in all, it's been a very positive ending to the year for you. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very uh, happy with, uh, with this season. Um, it was. Uh, it started. It started not in the best way uh, when I understood that uh, I was. Uh, I was gonna have a different package compared to the other guys. I. I. I can't hide that I was. Uh, I was a little bit frustrated and um, didn't. Didn't. Uh, it didn't feel good. 
but uh, we were able uh, to to put this uh, whole this whole angry and frustration into the right direction and uh, we we've put in a, a lot of work um, at at the gym at at home and we we put in a lot of work with the crew uh, with Ramon in order to to squeeze the potential and to take out the potential the maximum for the potential from from our package and uh, that's what we've seen uh, we, we were able to, to work better and uh, we were able to exploit more the potential of the bike especially in the back-to-back races the second one we were always super super strong and we were always able to understand well what we needed from the bike and we were able to put it on track so huge congratulations to the team Huge congratulations to Ramon, but also huge thanks to Yamaha anyway, because the package that they supplied me was uh, is uh, still uh, a great package, and it still um, gave me the chance to to fight for for the posi- position I wanted to fight for. Uh, and um, I have to say that this COVID situation helped me to to be more serious at home, to to be more concentrated and uh, more respectful of my job. And um, that's that's the key of uh, of this wonderful year. You always speak so brilliantly and beautifully, Franco. You rode brilliantly again today. Unfortunately, the the man to your right, standing here right now, Miguel Oliveira, was on a different level. You said in Park Ferme he was untouchable. Were you surprised at just how strong he was throughout the entire race? He made the perfect start, built the gap, and I guess you maybe were hoping that he might run into some tire problems, but it never it never happened. I mean, he, he ran an amazing race. Yeah, well, Miguel was uh, was unbeatable today. Um, I tried in the beginning to stay with him, to just stay with him, but I understood straight away that uh, he had something more. Yeah, I was hoping for something to happen to him, but actually it happened to me. I, I destroyed the tire myself. Um, but anyway, huge congratulations to him. He did a wonderful job in uh, in uh, his home GP, and uh, that's a, that's a great great thing to to win a race in uh, in your house and in such a beautiful track. So huge congratulations to him, and huge congratulations as well to Jack that was able to uh, how can I put it in a, in a good way? Um, <laughs> it was able to overtake me at the end of the. Lap. That was a very good and very polite way of describing yeah. the uh, the turn 13 move. Franco, you've already kind of reflected on 2020. It's been a brilliant year for you. Three victories, as many as any other Yamaha rider. I just want to get your thoughts quickly on 2021 because it's going to be a super special season. Valentino Rossi, who's done so much for you, is going to be your new teammate next year. So going into 2021, having had such a strong ending to this year, and with the boss joining you as well, there's a lot to look forward to next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm looking forward to to, to be uh, Vale's teammate. Um, we will have to dig deep this winter. We will have to. We will work together, and we will dig deep to to be uh, strong next year and to be ready to uh, give battles to to the factory guys. Congratulations, Frankie. You've had a fantastic season. Many congratulations on finishing second in the World Championship and top Yamaha. Top job. Thank you. Back to you Big guys in the studio. Ciao. <laughs> Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks to Franco Morbidelli. He really is turning into quite the weapon in MotoGP. Interesting there that he mentioned his frustration, Simon, at the start of the year about the package that he was given by Yamaha. Oh, 
For sure. I mean, I, the thing is, I don't think any rider feels any different. You want to have the best kit. Yep. And even, it's so competitive. Uh, if you think you're not getting the same level of equipment, you're just not happy. It's normal rider, uh, rider reaction. You know, watching... Sorry, you were going to say something? I was just going to say that given that he started the season in that way and probably wouldn't have expected to be fighting for the world championship the way he was at the end of this year it makes you think just how strong he could be next year now he knows that he's there and he can win the races yeah completely i think that happens uh, happened to juan mir you know uh, this during the season once he from austria on hey look the thing that i took from that everyone can see why he's fantastic you know but the thing I took from it that was really important he put across was how they could go to a race and those back-to-back ones and be really strong the second one and prove, which to me takes uh, good rider feedback, clever rider and crew chief team to do that because it's not easy. And, uh, yeah, that's why he's a, such a dangerous package in Ramon, you know, for next year. Well, it was a very, very happy hunting ground here at home for Miguel Oliveira today. An absolute masterclass from Matt Miguel. He's down in uh, the TV set with Matt. Over to you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. I think it's fair to say, Miguel, that was perfection in Portugal for you today. The perfect weekend, pole position, fastest lap of the race and winning on your home circuit. It probably doesn't get much better than that, does it? I don't think so. You know, it's one of the things that you dream about. Uh, but finally, to be able to do it, it uh, it's special. It's nice to uh, to get a win like this. Uh, Austria was uh, was a nice win. I had a lot of adrenaline because it was a last corner uh, overtake. But this one, it was uh, really about managing the feelings throughout the whole race. And uh, believe me, it was very, very long. <laughs> but uh, I was able to manage good, keep a cool, cool mind and uh, try to enjoy as most as possible on the track. It looked like you executed plan A absolutely perfectly, make the start and then build up a gap that you could manage over Franco and Jack Miller. Was that exactly how it panned out for you? That, that really relaxed me a lot because already in the first lap when I saw that I had a, a, a lap time of 40.0, I kind of uh, already b- built my, my mental uh, reference throughout the racetrack. And for me, uh, to get this early gap was very relaxing. I could manage it and extend it a little bit further and really understand which lap times they were uh, doing and um, how much gap could I have uh, in my pocket at the end of the race. And, uh, you know, just uh, entering the 10 lap to go phase, uh, it was more difficult to manage the feelings, but uh, it, it, was, uh, it was okay because I had a good, uh, good gap. Unfortunately, we know there have been 100,000 fans here normally roaring you on here in the crowd. We know COVID-19, unfortunately, has prevented that, but at least your family and some of your friends were able to come too this weekend. How special was it when you crossed the line, winning in MotoGP in Portugal and then coming to Park Ferme to see yeah. all your family there? It must have been one of the greatest moments of your career I, I cannot tell you know I, I know many guys in this paddock are, are uh, if much longer than me without seeing their families and uh, I know it's a huge effort because we need to keep in this bubble and uh, when we go back home we really need to see uh, and and uh, and filter which people do we need to see or uh, uh, or that can we see really and uh, you know la- last 
this this week actually I went uh, I went to see my my grandmother you know and uh, I had to stand out on the street and they were crying and me too and uh, it it's not nice the, the 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 phase we are living but it's the reality we need to adapt and finally to have the privilege to to be here with them and to live these emotions with them uh, I think is my my highlight of uh, of this victory. I just want to quickly talk about Tech 3, of course. You've had two fantastic years with them, a great relationship with Giku, Lon and Hervé Pontreal. It's been such a special year for them. And KTM as well. Your two victories have come in their home Grand Prix in Austria and now your home Grand Prix in Portugal. So you could not really have picked two better races to have won. How do you yeah. reflect and summarise what's been an incredible 2020, Miguel? Uh, good, you know, uh, apart from the, the, the three zeros uh, that I had, um, I felt like uh, it was an okay season. Uh, I felt like in a couple of times I could have uh, done a little bit better, one or two positions at the end of the race. Um, but we need to be happy. We gained a lot of experience. Uh, we learned a lot. And uh, this is what we need to carry as the most valuable thing into, into 2021. Yeah, and the first time in 20 years that Tech 3 have won, two times KTM have won, the, well, three times KTM have won this year. You've won two of them. How much are you looking forward to now working with the factory KTM team next year and making that next step where you can perhaps be fighting for wins on a weekly basis? Well, it's, it's a step we need to take uh, if we want to, to fight for a championship and uh, the factory team just has more people working for the same, uh, same goal. Uh, I, I feel they have different kind of tools uh, to, to help me as, uh, develop as a rider and uh, that's what we want to do and uh, KTM wants to win so it's a, it's a good marriage. <laughs> well, if you're going to be a stronger Miguel Oliveira in 2021, I think the other riders better watch out Miguel because today was an absolutely incredible performance. You did not put a wrong huge congratulations it's a special feeling to win your home grand prix and you did it in such emphatic fashion hopefully you can have a party in portamao tonight uh, yeah with five people <laughs> with five people no, many congratulations then again we'll look forward to seeing you in there uh, in 2021 thank you thank you back to you guys in the studio yeah thanks as ever there to a very happy miguel Oliveira. great words there great to hear from him well you know um you know, Miguel, that is the Miguel we saw in Moto2. And you know what I mean? Yeah. How, how yeah. strong, mentally strong, skilled. I didn't think he was going to do that today. I'll, I'll, hands up. I thought there'd be him, uh, Jack, Pole, and Morbidelli, those four fighting away. And one of them, you know, three of them would be on the podium. But I've got to say, Matt Burt did pick it. <laughs> he said Miguel was going to do that, and he did. So hats off to... Uh, but yeah, fan fantastic ride like I mean he's just stamped out any doubters uh, that he deserves that ride in the factory team next year um, and about uh, Guy and um, Hervé I know how he feels I rode for them they gave me my first uh, an opportunity in my first year in Europe and they're awesome guys to work with and uh, I'm sure he enjoyed it but off to the factory team nobody's gonna say no to that no no absolutely not um just quickly on Polis Bargro, fourth place for him today. A couple of mistakes, but ultimately, I, I think just paying for where he was in the grid. Yes, um, it obviously did. I agree with that. Yeah, paying for where he, where he was on the grid. Um, that front uh, lose you spotted, that was terrifying. He obviously wasn't as comfortable, you know. And yes, he had to fight, but it just didn't seem um, the same paces. Miguel had something extra special did he? didn't he? You know, I thought Paul was going to be right there fighting with uh, Franco and uh, Jack. 
It was a bit of a disastrous day for a few others out there. Um, unfortunately for Fabio Quattararo and Maverick Vinales, All we knew Rossi would struggle, but yeah. I mean, those two in particular had a, a really dark day here. Yeah, I, I really hope we get to understand uh, why, what it is doing this, whether it's um, Frank, Frankie on the Yamaha can do something special, you know, or there is a problem with the... Um, or a bit of both, you know, with those new Yamahas, chassis-wise. They're really struggling, in case people weren't watching the early sessions. Rear grip, they said they lacked rear grip on entry, mid-turn to get it to turn and exit. Dovi finished uh, in sixth place, just behind Nakagami. Good result for t- uh, Taka Nakagami to finish off the season, especially after the crashes yesterday. Bradel was just behind Dovi. A fantastic weekend for the Honda Hats test off. rider. Uh, so, yeah, we wish Dovi all the best. Sad to see the back of him, but with the so exciting times coming up next year with all these new faces. Uh, Alicia Spargo, eighth. Now, at the end of the race, his lap times were quicker than the leaders. That's really encouraging. I actually got to catch up. Uh, I cut my way through the Aprilia team garage to get to here, and uh, I said, how are you guys? And they went, oh, we've got half a smile, you know, so <laughs> they, they salvaged something, you know. Um, I'd like to throw out there again, just, you know, in the last show we're doing, um, that... Like I thought KTM were going to have a good year this year, I think, um, well, I actually said KTM are lining up or aiming at their best season ever. I think, I get the feeling Aprilia can do that next year. In general, Simon, this is the last after the flag that we do for 2020. It's been an unbelievable season, but I I suppose what it's given us is even more hunger and excitement about next year because right across this grid, there are stacks of talent. Yeah, and there's three like more young fellas coming on the Ducatis. Yeah, um, you know it, it, it's it's getting closer and closer and closer. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, there's not many of the the old guard left, no. and these new boys are ruthless, like and fantastic. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to next year. Simon, thanks as ever for all your work here in 2020 and to Matt Burt as well from all of us here at Dawn of Sports. Thanks for joining us. The final after the flag is done. The final race is done and we'll see you soon.